One moment I understand that supporting my team is, is important to me, but the next moment the, the doubt stings like a giant wasp of contradictions that's found me in a nightmare of irrationality. Why the hell do I support Spurs? Ugh. Welcome to the South Mims U Department of Soccer Studies podcast here in a rather rainy and chilly Hertfordshire. In this episode, we're going to journey into the dark night of the soul of a fan who's reached a crisis point, a point where he is experiencing a crisis of faith. He is at a crossroads. Should he renounce a lifetime of heartache for a more rational and presumably more contented and happier path? Should he stop supporting Tottenham Hotspur or any other team and live his life free from the weekly, daily, season-long torture which becomes a numb hope for key signings during that short summer break? What you heard at the top of this show was a candid recording made by Caspar de Jonet, a philosophy professor here at South Mims U, who's been trying to work out a rational basis for his support of Spurs, and, as might already be obvious to you, he's failed to do so. Now, Casper's with me here in my office, which is part of the psychotherapy wing of the student union. Casper, are, are you okay? Uh, I think I am. It's just I can't stand this this weather. I mean, it's just you know that thunder that and lightning outside. It's a bit like what's happening in my soul. But you know, Casper, I, didn't... I understand. Put put that behind you now. Why didn't you get much sleep last night? Well, well, because of the rain. It's been raining for about four days. But anyway, I just and also because. I could just kept checking the news. I mean, it wasn't just the rain. It's, I check the news for new signings, and I, and I look at tweets, and I reply to tweets with all these Spurs fans all over the world. I mean, it's totally addictive. I am an addict. I mean, that's what I am. I mean, I need help. I mean, can you can you help me? Casper, take take a deep breath. Now, look at me. This is a podcast rather than. A therapy session, Casper. Now you did agree to appear on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but I mean, I just I got confused. I mean, you listen to that rain, and and you just think that my life is just it's just draining away. But I've been, I, I said, yeah, all right. I, I'll stay. I'll stay. Sorry. That, that that's okay. Now, Casper, sip some tea, will you? It's chamomile, and it's got a little bit of local honey in it. Oh, have you got have you got anything stronger? Now, Casper, we're not allowed to consume alcohol in the psychotherapy department. You know that. Well, I, I have a hip flask. I'm... Put it away, Casper. You're not behaving rationally. But that's the point. I, I seem to have lost all sense of what is rational. 
but you're a specialist in rational ethics. Well, that's what it says on my office door, sure. Yeah, and it's what it, I've been writing about for years. But something bad has happened to me. I, I'm falling apart. I mean, look, look, I, I, I'll just put... I, can I just put a few drops of this fine scotch I've got in... in Please, Casper. Oh, God. Why are you so tight-arsed all of a sudden? I mean, it, you used to be fun. We can stop now if you want, Casper. No, no. Sorry. Sorry, you're right, you're right. I, 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 I'll drink I'll drink the chamomile. I, 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 I'll drink... I'll have that's, that's ni- it's nice, actually. It's soothing. It's, it's calming. I, I'm calm. Oh, my God, I can't stand it! Oh, dear. Well, dear listeners, please... Please be patient. It all started when they sacked Pochettino. I mean, he was like a friend to me. I'd never met him, but I felt like I knew him, like he was my mate, like he cared for me, like he would have done anything for me. And then, just like that, he was gone. I'm not saying I don't like Mourinho. I mean, I like Mourinho, but the sudden shock of the change tilted something inside me. It tilted it way beyond where it usually is, and and, and I felt like I just couldn't come back from it. Suddenly, it didn't feel at all rational to support Spurs or or any team at all, and that made me feel like it wasn't me. Like I wasn't me. I wasn't me at all. Welcome back. Casper has agreed to continue the podcast. Thank you, Casper, for rejoining us. It's okay. I mean, I went outside and I got all wet, but I mean, it's still still bloody raining. But I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you you understand, don't you? It's been a lifetime, and to suddenly doubt your allegiances and contemplate the fact that you might have wasted so much time and money on a quest. For, for something you don't really even understand or can define. It carves your soul in two. It makes you feel as if you've wasted your entire life and missed so many opportunities. Ugh, I'm sorry, but... but I'm, I just, sorry. Oh, God. choose the team you support or is there something inherent in you and the team you choose which means that there is a connection at both the cerebral and the intuitive level or is it pure serendipity pure chance or maybe it's culturally determined it's not as if you grow up in let's say scotland and become a spurs fan a team from london but no 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 that's precisely what does happen to many people They choose a team based on, I don't know, star players, the the colour of a kid, the badge and its personal significance to them, or because a a team is dominant in the league, or or one that never wins anything, and and for some reason you choose it because you favour the underdog. It's all so confusing, so tortuous and complicated. It's the most difficult problem for a philosopher to tackle. My brain literally hurts. Casper, I have to say, 
I think this is your last chance to complete this podcast. Now, I'm grateful you've made your personal recordings available to us. I really am. But I think we should have a conversation in person. Now, are you okay to continue? I am. I am. Sorry. I went home. I got an umbrella. I'm fine. That's the rational thing to do. It's raining. I've got an umbrella. So I'm fine. That works. Okay. Now, I understand that any philosophical crisis is especially painful for a philosopher. Well, it is. It's actually quite a rare occurrence. Most philosophers are set in their ways of thinking, just as most football fans are. It's a bit like your moral code. You think it comes from something deep inside you, but it's actually culturally constructed. You imbibe your morals from your parents, your peers, from organisations like a church or a political party, and, and so on. Often, you go with the moral ethics of, of the tribe from which you come or came. Like, you, you could be conservative because your parents were, or you could be left-wing for the same reason. Or you pick up your political views at, at college, let's say, and they might be the opposite to your parents, and your choice feels like you've found the truth. But it could just be a rebellion against your upbringing. It's complicated, in other words. But these are not strictly rational choices, are they? No, no, they feel rational because you think being a conservative or a socialist is a rational thing in itself. But actually, there are a lot of personal and situational reasons why you choose your political tribe, or indeed your religious tribe. You could stick with what you were born into, if you were born into any creed, or you could choose a variant of that creed, or an entirely different one. But Casper, many people say that supporting a team is not a choice. It's something that seems to develop in childhood and then stays with you for life. Very like a religion. Very like a religion and just as demanding. Well, you're right. It's as if I came into the world fully formed as a Spurs fan and my antipathy for Arsenal seems just as natural and, well, logical. They are Arsenal, therefore they must be despised. I think that must be like the duality of religion, the virtue of the believers and the hatred of the unbelievers. But I don't really like thinking about supporting a team in that way, my focus is on whether it's rational to support a team at all, let alone Spurs. OK, so, so your speciality is rationality. Isn't that right? That's right. I set out to understand whether we should try to act rationally or to just be, well, human. Is there a difference? Well, it's a big difference. Humans are not inherently rational. That's a well-known fact. The point, though, is that much of our modern life is supposedly organised on a rational basis. Or, to put it more accurately, we are told that it is. And we are asked to agree to what some people think is rational. What do you mean? Well, political parties say that, for instance, it's more rational to privatise a service than to have the government run it. That's one team. The other team says it's more rational to let the government, or as they would say, the people, run it for the benefit of people and not the balance sheet. OK, so rational economics. The idea that every person is totally rational when they make a financial decision, when they choose one service over another or one product over another. Yes, but we all know that those decisions are seldom rational. 
we buy one pair of trainers because we like the colour or the shape of the brand. Uh, very few of us actually do scientific research to find out which is the most rational for our specific needs. It's, it's all emotion which is the basis of consumer capitalism. Exactly. So rationality is, well, it's pretense. We're told to be rational by the economists and politicians, but the advertisers tell us to do the opposite, and the advertisers always win. But we don't choose a football team because of advertising. No, no, we don't. That's why it's more of a human choice. So perhaps it's the more rational way for a human to choose something as central to their lives as the team they vow to support through thick and thin, well, mostly thin. Supporting a team is a painful thing, but we persist in doing it. Which then seems totally irrational. We put a lot of energy, time and moral energy into supporting our team. We also spend a lot of money on season tickets, travel, merchandise, subscriptions. Yeah, we invest a huge amount of time and money, but time mostly. Uh, we get into arguments with our partners about dates and times because matches get moved around. And for what? The team lets us down over and over again. And what do we get out of it? I mean, what? You tell me. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's the point. I thought I could make a rational argument for supporting Spurs, a personal argument. But when I tried, I couldn't. But you still support Spurs, don't you? Well, of course I do. I even watch their pre-season friendlies on the computer instead of spending time with my wife. Now, that could be framed as being, well, particularly sad. I know, I know. But I don't feel like it's sad. Not in my soul. But rationally, I know that spending a total of six hours watching inconsequential football, most of it mediocre and half-baked, because it's pre-season, was a waste of time. But it didn't feel like a waste of time at the time. So why the moral crisis? Because I can't work it out, that's why. Now, you made a recording the night of the Champions League final in 2019 when Spurs lost to Liverpool. Casper, can we play that? I suppose so. It, it, it might help us understand what this crisis is about. OK, thanks. Here it is. Well, that's it. I, I'm done. Not because they lost. Uh, they were unlucky at the start. That penalty was, was... I mean, it was never a penalty. It was contrived. It was a ruse. Mane was clever. Not in a good way. Oh, I don't know. It feels wrong. It feels unlucky. But then again, we didn't deserve to win. There was a curious lack of energy about them, a lack of commitment that... I mean, the commitment didn't come across as commitment. After that semi in Amsterdam and Mora's miraculous hat-trick, to be let down like this. But then that's what I actually expected, so what am I complaining about? I suppose it's because it feels like a, a total waste of time. I mean, it isn't a total waste of time because even though we lost... I still feel more human than I've felt before. Oh, that's so confusing. Now, you were disappointed, but not surprised. But you were surprised that you were still feeling, as you put it, human, despite the anticipated disappointment. It's, it's a complicated mix of emotions. It led to my spiral into doubt. Here I was, a philosopher specialising in the rational, and I was being so totally irrational because of what? 
Not a love affair, not a great political issue, not the future of the planet or humanity, but Spurs losing to Liverpool in the Champions League final. It didn't make sense. It wasn't rational. Or perhaps it was entirely rational. Well, how do you mean? You were... Look, I know this is going to sound corny, but I'll say it. You were following your heart, and your heart was hurting. Well, that does sound corny. Shall I explain? Well, please do. You didn't choose Spurs because they won trophies. Let's face it, they've been in short supply over the last 30 years. Oh, don't remind me, please. But the cliché is many supporters choose successful teams just because they are successful. Because they win many trophies. But most teams do not win trophies regularly. Well, that's obvious. Right, so most fans do not support the most successful teams. If you add all the other team supporters together, they are in the majority. So the winning of trophies can't be the reason they support those teams. Though, if you listen to economists, they'd say you would get maximum utility from supporting a successful team. Well, they would say that. And they define maximum utility as happiness. That is, you feel good because you support a team and spend money on it to, well, feel good because the team wins. That sounds rational, but it isn't. No, it isn't. But then again, it is. You spend money on a product to feel better. That's economic utility. Yes, but often you don't really feel happy for very long after you've bought it. No, so you go out and buy something else. But my point is that perhaps what you're doing is looking for rationality in the wrong place. Oh, I am, am I? Look, don't, don't worry. I'm not questioning your entire intellectual framework. And I know you feel the heavens are conspiring against you, but they're not either. Oh, well, well, that's good. Thank you for telling me, but... uh... Well, the rational part of being a Spurs fan is not so much the fact that you support Spurs specifically, but that you support a team at all. Say that again? You can't look for rationality in the choice of the team, but in the decision to support a team at all, any team. Right, I see. Being a football fan is a rational choice, full stop. There was a fine essay on the subject by a philosopher called David Edward Rose, who traced his decision to support Aston Villa to an error he made when he was a child. He was given a book of Panini stickers, and he liked the claret and blue kit of one of the players. He asked his dad, who plays in claret and blue? And his dad said, Aston Villa. So David became an Aston Villa fan, even though he grew up a long way from the Midlands. Don't tell me the sticker he saw was of a West Ham player. Exactly. But basing his lifelong and devoted support to a team on an error did not, in his opinion, make it an irrational decision. He derived both great pleasure and, of course, pain from his support of a team that he came to love. It made him more human. Yes, which, as a human, is the rational thing to do, surely. You're right. You know, I think, I think you've made a particularly good point. Summarise it for me. OK, so uh, worrying about the utility in terms of personal happiness in the moment, or even in terms of expense, is a waste of time and energy. 
The point is to see your support for a team, any team, your team, as a way of celebrating your personal humanity and being part of the story, the story of your team and your part in that story as a fan. You also experience that story with your friends at the game or watching on TV, not just during the match, but before and after and all year round. Right. And, and it's a bit like walking in that heavy rain after you've lost in the Champions League or something and you're walking and you're getting wet as you go to the tube station. Yes, I like that. You know what, I knew that already, but the way you frame it is, well, it's simple, but maybe it's deceptively simple. Hold on, maybe uh, it's deceptively... Casper, Casper, don't overthink it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Now, of course, there's other research which looks at how your feelings change over the course of a week before the game, during the game itself, and then afterwards. And all that suggests that if you try and measure utility through perceived feelings of happiness, then it's, it's definitely not rational to support a team, let alone Spurs. In fact, it's totally irrational to support Spurs. Yeah, I've actually seen that research. They say it's like an addiction and like an addict where after the first high we experience watching our team and we never get it back, never truly feel it again. That's a bit of a stretch if you ask me. All right, well, I, I did say I felt like an addict, but that's fine. I mean, I agree with you, though I would say then that I am addicted to Spurs. Maybe we can say it's a, a rational, harmless addiction. Only if it doesn't stop me leading a full, rich life across all areas of personal and professional endeavours. Naturally. Naturally. Like you do. Sure. Um, I know how to balance my life and organise it around Spurs. Of course I do. You're looking a little nervous, if, if you don't mind me saying. We're, we're, we're talking about you, Casper. Oh, yeah, yes, of course, yeah. Well, the research you alluded to concluded that it was irrational to support a team because despite feeling happy to be at a game with friends and enjoying the spectacle, the, the discussion, the speculation and, and getting pleasure, of course, from the goals and the wins, especially if that win is unexpected, but they found that the data showed that the majority of fans felt unhappy more often than they felt happy about the team they supported. So... They made the rational calculation that more unhappiness, on average, meant that supporting a team was indeed irrational. Right, well, that was their conclusion, yes. And what should we do with that conclusion? Stop supporting Spurs. <laughs> well, I suppose, if you wanted to maximise utility, rational utility, then yes, I suppose that's what they would advise us to do. But they didn't advise it because it's not rational. Not if you love a team, and not if you're a human being. So you're saying that it's rational to believe in lost causes? That's putting it too broadly. What you're really doing is just being a human, being yourself, being in the moment, even if the moment is painful on some level. Yeah, yeah you're right, actually, yeah. So, how do you feel now? Well... Nervous about the future. I mean, can Spurs do better under Mourinho? Or the next manager? Or the one after that? Casper, it's a journey. Yeah, yeah, it's a journey. And it's rational. Humanly rational to take it. To keep going. To not expect to arrive anywhere. Just to be in the moment. That's right. That's right. You know, 
I, you know, I do feel better. That's good. And I hope our listeners feel better too. That's if they ever doubted that their support of whichever team they favour was a waste of time. Dear listeners, it's never a waste of time if you choose to spend your time and your money and your hopes and your dreams on that team. Casper, thank you. Thank you. And thank God I brought my umbrella. Please check out the other subjects we offer at South Mims U, as well, of course, as our other Soccer Studies podcasts. Dear listener, thank you and goodbye. I, I don't know if I can go on. They're trying my patience. What are they doing? Where are we going? Am I wasting my life?